In this podcast, number 857 with Marcus Barr, it is being brought to you by Don Wiener, the founder of DLP Capital Realty and the author of a new book entitled Building an Elite Organization, The Blueprint to Scaling a High-Growth, High-Profit Business. In my interview with Don, we speak about the Elite Execution System, EES, a structure he built to drive and manage an organization in measurable ways. The system drives all the components of business together to achieve alignment and balance. If you want to learn more about Don's new book, Building an Elite Organization, please visit his website at www.dlpelite.com. And there you can find out more about the book, Don and his organization, DLP Real Estate Capital. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And joining me from Kiel, Germany, is a very, very good friend, long-time friend. I don't know why it took us so long to get this podcast uh, going. Uh, is Marcus Barr. And Marcus is the founder of a company called Goalscape. And I've been using Goalscape for years. I'm going to say now in excess of seven years. And I would say to everybody out there, listen carefully to what Marcus has to say today. Uh, this is not about a book. This is about a software tool. Um, that can help you not only perform better, but live on purpose, um, live with more focus, get your wildly important goals completed, execute on them. Uh, it's a great tool. And welcome to the show, Marcus. How are you? Thank you very much, Greg. It's a it's a joy that we do this now. I I'm, I also don't know why we never got around uh, doing it, but I, I'm glad we 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 finally do. And uh, things are great here over here in Germany. We're getting out of the pandemic. The weather is great, so all good. And he got his vaccine today. So just for everybody did, on yep. the show, but. Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, if you look behind him, you're going to see some sailing pictures. To the left of him, you'll see him. And to the right is more of an abstract one. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about Marcus because I think it's important for our listeners just to know your history. Um, Marcus is still a very young man. He's a trained architect, and entrepreneur, a professional sailor. He completed in two Olympic Games in the Fast and Furious 49ers class. He won numerous gold, silver, and bronze medals at European and world championships and led the world ranking for more than two years. After ending his sailing career in 2008, Marcus co-founded several technology, health, and sports ventures, among them the one we're going to be speaking about today, Goalscape, which probably takes most of his time. Together with SAP Global Sponsorship, Marcus has co-invented many technology solutions to track and broaden sailing events worldwide. He also shares his expertise as a member of the Olympic Channel Commission of the IOC. Uh, He's very passionate about technology. He's passionate about what it can do to improve our lives and really better understand the world in which we live, which is constantly moving and uh, always going forward. So Marcus, 20 years ago, you wanted to become an Olympian uh, in the sport of competitive sailing. 
Uh, you knew that this was going to be a challenge, but you understood that you needed to better understand your goals holistically. Now, when you sail, for all those sailors out there who've never sailed, it's something that's more than just a dinghy. Um, you realize that there's usually more than just you. It's a team of people that actually create uh, the sailing experience. Um Thus, the birth of Goalscape. Uh, you started writing this out on paper. How did Goalscape become a reality for you? And why were you so passionate about turning it into a piece of software? Well, the, it, it came out of a, a, a dire need I had. I was, uh, I was studying architecture uh, at the time, and somehow I got infected with the idea of wanting to go uh, to the Olympics. And I think we're going to talk a fair bit today about how motivation comes from different levels and different motives and usually not just one. It's usually a, a layered cake of, of different things that drive us to do uh, something um, beyond the ordinary or, or something that makes us really, really motivated and fills us with, with passion. And for me personally, uh, it was during my architectural studies, I realized that this you know, beautiful boat became an Olympic sailing class and the Olympics were scheduled to be in Sydney. And I thought, I want to go there. Uh, but I immediately had a problem because the architectural studies were already a challenge in itself. And then the sailing was actually back from where we came from. It was a bit overambitious. I mean, aiming for the Olympics was a little out of our league. I must say we were decent national sailors, but aiming for for the pinnacle of the sport was quite uh, quite high and and it started um with a lot of dark moments you know I, I really really badly wanted it but i also quickly realized that that it was overwhelming it was just too much i had to do my my sailing partner and i it's a boat that is sailed by two people we had just too much on the plate we were overwhelmed and we needed to come to grips if we really wanted to achieve our goal we needed to come to grips with that challenge. And, you know, as an architect, I suppose I was a visual thinker. Uh, I started drawing up these, these um, sort of spider graph maps or, or, or circular maps, sort of like a dartboard. A coach gave me that idea uh, back then. It, and because, you know, to-do lists and mind maps, they just didn't cut it for me. I, they weren't visual enough and I couldn't see the whole challenge in one picture. And the, the biggest thing I needed to find out is I knew I couldn't be perfect in all the areas that we were challenged with. I had to make decisions. I had to make hard decisions of where do we focus now? What is the most important goal now? What is the most important development area now? And I wanted to have an understanding. I didn't want to dive into the details and lose the overview. And my goalscape drawings, I didn't call it goalscape back then, you know, they were just sort of radial maps nowadays they're called sunburst charts or there's various names for it back for, then, our YouTube, really... for our youtube viewers can you hold up one of those do you have one yeah, I yeah, think yeah. You, you usually do i I, um, I have it here on on the wall i don't know there we go that? yeah the yeah. oh yeah the the youtube viewers can see that now for all of you listening on audio what we'd like you to go is to www.goalscape.com and there you're going to be able to see these radial dials. And these radial dials that um, I call it pie chart slash radial dial concept is so effective in goal setting. And why did you, why did you um, actually then take that 
and turn it into a piece of software, what was it that compelled you to move from paper to digital um, so that more people could enjoy it or so that you and your partner could use it? Well, to, to be honest, for our first Olympics, we, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have actually for both Olympics, we didn't have a digital tool. I just did it on paper. It was a uh -huh. thought model. And, and to explain it, um, what, what I did was I, I plotted all the things we had to learn. This was one area. This was yeah. just the boat handling. I plotted all the maneuvers onto, onto that uh, radial map. So the immediate first question is, is it complete? Does it have all the elements? And then the second question is, are there any which are more important than the others? And then I had three milestones. Back then, we colored in, uh, them in from the inside out. The first milestone was we had perfect understanding of what we were doing in the individual area in, in one of the maneuvers. We wanted to write them down and have perfect agreement about what we actually do. And the second milestone was we, we could really do it well during a training session. Nine out of 10 times, it would be perfect or good enough. Uh, in relation to our goal of becoming, you know, one of the best in the world. And then the third one was, uh, and you always try to attain that in, in, in sports, it becomes automatic. It becomes second nature. You don't think about it. Even under pressure, it just happens by itself. So that's where you have perfect flow. So I had these three milestones and I could see where we were, you know, there were areas where we didn't even have milestone one, where we didn't have total clarity about what we wanted to do. And in other areas, we were almost perfect. And then, I, then you can decide whether you want to grow holistically or whether we, you live with certain gaps, realizing that there is still some imperfection in there. But in the overall picture, that's okay for, that, for the time being. But you could pay a price for it. You know, It's a weakness that you have and that you're aware of and that you know you have to deal with eventually. Uh, but you take the things out of the dark and you make them conscious. And, and this way you're able to, to develop holistically, which you're not if you don't have uh, a proper plan. Well, what I think is, is what's unique about it. And I think that's what I want to impress on the listeners. Also the viewers who are watching this on YouTube, uh, www.goalskate.com. Download the free trial. Because uh, you get an opportunity to see this. Now, this radial dial, I think there is something psychological and emotional that happens to somebody when they actually play with the dial, okay? Because the dial allows you almost to move you know, the intensity of how important one of those is. And I'm going to call them canvases for better sense of the word, but you can have as many canvases as you want. You know, it's not like we all just have one goal. We may have a wildly important goal, but we may have sub goals and we may want to put more than one canvas or maybe we want it all in one. It's really your choice. But I want to ask you this question. You know, the software is obviously very visual in nature. That's the, that is it. And I think that old saying, a picture's worth a thousand words is so important. Um, you know, we write our goals out. And that's text. We now put them in a visual circle, not only with the circle that can change, but the color. So what happens is the ability to move the circle and the dial, almost like a radial dial. For those of you who can visualize that, if not, again, I keep repeating, go to Goalscape and download this so you can try it out. So what happens, do you believe, in our minds, in the synapses of our brain, 
when we use these types of visuals to simulate goal-setting activities, do you find that your users have a higher rate of success as a result of it? They achieve more. They're able to collaborate better. What is it that you found? Because you've had this out there for a long time now, lots of big companies using it, lots of individuals using it. What would you say is the best feedback you could give our listeners? Well, I think it's more tactile than, than managing lists. And, and the circle, you, you, you know, rightfully may ask why a circle or why that donut shape. Um, to me, it was the metaphor or the representation of my limited time I had. I knew I wanted to be in Sydney in four years' time, and I wanted to have evolved by then uh, to a much a more advanced level in, in, in my skill sets. Um, so there was limited time and I had to get everything into that limited time. And the circle symbolizes that it's the reality that, that we have to face, you know, how many days do we have in our lives? I think it's 80, 80,000 or something like that, or is it 30? It's definitely limited. Um, and, and, uh, while you want to expand your thinking and not be limited by anything when it comes to ideas, once you, uh, you know, put your action onto the ground, you have to face that resources are limited. And the circle so symbolizes the, that. The circle kind of symbolizes finiteness, you know, how finite something is. And I think when you set a goal, I, I told Jim Hewling this on 4DX, which is the four disciplines of execution, wildly important goals, that, you know, what happens is really when you have certain disciplines and one of them is putting a time marker on something because if you don't put a time marker it's more of an aspiration it's mm-hmm. not a goal right so the point is is you have dates you have times you have teams you can add to this you have colors you can add to this it's very very visual but it's also very practical it's saying hey Here's the date. Here's the time. This is when we agreed to do it. We all agreed to do it as a team at this time. Uh oh, we have to renegotiate, change the date. Um, and I think that saying that President Kennedy hand, we are going to put a man on the moon in 10 years. And he also said, and return him safely to Earth. I think, you know, when you say, okay, well, is that an aspiration or is that a goal? Well, he put a time limit on it right? It seemed pretty lofty. And the goal was there and he achieved the goal. You know what I mean? So my point is, is those are the kind of things that your software helps somebody do. Explain how you think this is helping athletes, corporations, individuals achieve these goals. Well, with athletes, comparing the Kennedy goal of, I love that goal because it united so many people and a team of probably almost half a million people. I think it was 300,000 that worked on that goal to to land Apollo 11. Um, uh, and it was a simple goal. It was easy to understand. And uh, once you have a goal like that in the center, then you get high motivation and then people want to get there badly. Athletes, they always have a deadline. You know, the competition is going to happen. They might decide that that competition may not be that important that time of year. But if you go to the Olympics, you know, that's game time. That's and there's no getting around the schedule. You can't move the deadline. Hey, sorry, can we maybe move the start? No, it's not going to happen. You have to be there at that deadline. In in a business, you know, it's easier to shift things and, and work around them. But assuming you have that 
motivating goal and you have um, a, a deadline, then you are forced to make hard decisions and you need to assign responsibilities and you need to ask yourself, how well are we evolved? And you need to be creative of finding workarounds to get to your goal quicker. And the limit is a really important thing. It's, it's almost the backdrop against which creativity can happen. That, that's what makes us creative. If we wouldn't have limits, you know, we could try out everything. But the limits, almost like the cell um, in an organism, they also have limits. They have a cell membrane. And in Goalscape, you have the, the whole thing is almost like an organism. All your goals that you need to achieve and every individual goal, again, uh, has a membrane around it. And you can see whether they're big ones or small ones. And someone who is knowledgeable from the outside can pinpoint and say, this one's not important or hey, you've forgotten a big one that should be sitting here. And this way you start a dialogue. I think that's the important bit. First, you start a dialogue with yourself. That's really interesting. You basically, when you start using it, you, you do a brain dump. The ideas you have, um, you put into a structure and then you can drag and drop them around because it's never right from the beginning. It evolves dynamically. And by the way, that goes back to the question you had in the beginning, why a software? Well, pen and paper is really static. When, you, when it comes to drawing a dynamic model, a software can do it. That's, and then you can collaborate with that. But it's about building that dynamic model, communicating around it, and then doing the important things around it. And that is assigning resp responsibility and assigning um, timelines. And then it's I've pretty always, simple. It I've doesn't get in the this. way. I've always said this, and I think it's an important question for you, you know, companies strategize all the time, but then when it comes to execution, execution of a goal is very challenging because people postpone or they change or they do whatever. Um, and my point is, is why is execution so difficult in your estimation of the goal? And how do you believe intrinsically motivated people versus extrinsically motivated people have a better opportunity to actually achieve the goal. In other words, people who are on purpose, who are living their values, who are doing things that are aligned with who they believe they are mm. uh, to achieve the goal, right? Because, you know, otherwise goals become like pulling teeth, going to the dentist, you know, I've said this, but I actually believe it because the reality is if there's no alignment, it's like, well, people don't have much incentive to want to complete the goal. Uh, tell us a little bit about the psychology, if you would, uh, based from your perspective. Um, well, I, I think it's the, the most important bit is that you really want to achieve something. Once that is in place, um, something really important happens. If you want to bring change, you have to do things that you don't like. And that's where the difference lies. We all like to do things we like. You know, we, 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 we go to work, we have our free time. And in that time, we like to do things we like to do. And in my example of an Olympic sailing campaign, there's some things which are just fun to do. And you focus on that. You know, I've heard sailors who like to keep fit by riding a bike. But those sailors need to be, have a certain weight 
And when they just ride the bike, they lose their weight. So how do you trade off these things? They have to go to the gym, but they don't like to go to the gym. Once you have a plan and once you have a motivating goal in the center, you expose the things that you don't like to do so much. And then, then grit comes into, into play. Then you push yourself to say, well, I'd like to do this today, but I know I have to do that other thing today. And then that grows on you. And then you get better at that. And then you're doing the things that need to be done in order to bring about change. But to do that, you need to see the whole picture and not just you know, have lists and, and, and uh, confusing plans where the, the things you don't like to do always get pushed out of the overall picture. So I think that's where, where the different lies. You constantly get reminded about all the things that you need to do um, and the ones which are not so well evolved. Now, you got to be careful there because that cannot... Yeah, doesn't go, go doesn't Goalscape, I, I love Jim's analogy when I did the interview the other day. He said, look, if you ask any individual out there listening to this right now, there's probably, I don't know how many items, to-do items on their plate. You know, it's circling around. He used the analogy of an airport. And I used an analogy of spokes on a bicycle and a wheel. Mm. Uh, but, you know, if you think about 23 planes trying to land, you can't land them all at the same time. So you have to focus on the one that's wildly important, the one that's the most important to you today. And I think that's where people have the biggest problem where Goalscape can help. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder and a notification of if you said, hey, look, that one has got, you know, when the radial dial moves, it's the largest, right? And it says, that's the one I need to focus on. You should be putting your energy on the completion of that goal, even if, and that's my next question, there's a lot of proximal goals underneath it. In other words, you have a main goal, and then you have all these proximal goals. How does Goalscape help us achieve proximal goals in your estimation? Well, if we understand proximal, proximal goals in the same way, that's the fine-grained, almost, you know, to-do, daily to-do yep. uh, uh, tasks. Um, there's two schools, really, in, in, in the people that use Goalscape. Some use it as a high-level strategic dashboard, and, and they like to keep it that way, and they don't break it down further than that. However, you can do that. Uh, and I, I, we actually do that. Uh, we break down our goals to a very fine grained level. And then you decide what you do now and what you do next. And we use tags for that. We basically tag the goals, uh, as now goals. And we want to keep that list very short, uh, you know, mm-hmm. only two, uh, maximum three at a time. And then mm-hmm. maybe a list of 10 next goals, which are in line from which you pick when you're done with your now goals. So you've got a small backlog of things that you can choose from, but they always sit in the overall big picture. And the only time we really switch from the, from the big picture and from the radial view, and by the way, you can zoom in, you don't have the, all, the, the super big picture uh, in the face all the time. You can zoom down into sub projects and, and look at the goalscape on that level. But we do switch to a simple list if it's only about finding out what do you want to do today, and then you, you uh, highlight your now tagged goals, uh, and you can print out that list and then use pen and paper to cross it off or uh, 
I'm a great believer in pen and paper still. I don't think we necessarily have to go all digital. I think there's a benefit for, for pen and paper. And But if you don't want to break your proximal goals down in Goalscape, you can do that all along with pen and paper um, or some other means. And you um, you just go by that high-level strategic plan and use Goalscape as a review tool so where you the, ask yourself, how have we evolved in that area in, so the, Goalscape, in the last month, for example? What I hear you saying, if I'm correct, is Goalscape can be used as a high uh, overview of the large, important goals, and people could go ahead and take that visual and then drop it down into pen and paper on those proximal goals and write them, or they can put all those proximal goals in there too and print them off a goalscape and then cross them out as they complete them. Uh, what is the priority of the goal? And that's the, that's the other part is goalscape allows you, like you said, now and then. Now is an A goal, then is a B. Uh, if you wanted to make a C and D, create two more words and put them up there and and use that or use A, B, C, D. That used to be the technique that was used quite a bit. So, look, there are lots of theories out there about cold setting. Some are positive and some that we read are not so positive, right? Um, there are a lot of theorists out there that they say, don't even set goals. Just set as- have aspirations, have intentions. And um we need to be reminded of our goals, in my estimation, because it's very hard uh, to keep your mind's eye on something without the ability to be reminded, because you will just virtually just, you'll just go from one day to the next, and then you'll turn a certain age, and you'll wonder what happened with all your time. Mm. I bet you if you ask the listeners today, if tomorrow was the last day on the earth, and they were going to die had they achieved what they wanted to achieve. And, you know, when they ask people that on their deathbed, they all have something different today to say. And we're getting a bit philosophical, but the point is, is it, this is about the contribution they can make to their family, to their community, to their work, to the people around them. Uh, How do we engage people the user for a superior experience and setting goals and staying on track with them with Goalscape. Because, you know, I believe this is a tool that can actually change people's lives for the better. And Marcus, I believe enough that it can actually alter their ability to uh, uh, reach their highest human potential. Um, We have so much potential in us. Uh, uh, but as uh, Dr. Jim Moore says, it's all about energy management. Speak with us uh, if you would, because there's an element here. We only have so much energy in a day. We can't land all 23 of those to-dos. We want to get something focused. We want to reach our human potential. How would you say your two tool is going to help me reach potential and manage those goals? That's a really good question. Um, you know, the, the tool started out for me personally as uh, as I was doing something ext- extreme, uh, wanting to participate at the Olympics requires great sacrifice in the sense that you're pretty much only doing that. Uh, and there's not much room for a private life. I had to put my architectural studies on hold for a while. 
um, I eventually did finish it. But, uh, but, you know, you basically focus on one thing for a short time. That is not necessarily healthy in the long run. Um, and, you know, what research shows is that a happy life is a well-balanced life. I think there should always be phases or there can be phases in life where you go extreme uh, and you just focus on one thing and go really deep. But then you want to come back to a more holistic life. And you can always break down these different areas in life uh, into someone like six, seven, eight areas. You know, your emotional life, your financial life, family, maybe work, career. Uh, in the case of, you know, Olympic campaign, it's all about that career and that on that path. But how do you how do you achieve balance in, in those areas? Um, and that's really easy with Goalscape. You can you can draw it up and you can ask yourself, well, what what am I doing to to make my work life better? What am I doing to make my family life better? What am I doing for my health? Uh, and then you get this virtuous circle where one area influences another. You know, you, you do something for your health. It's better for your work life. It's better for your family life. So it's it's about striking a balance, which is not always easy, especially for ambitious people. You know, they, they try to go off in, in one direction and then uh, others, other areas suffer. So Ghostscape is a really good way of visualizing that and sh- to showing the imbalance uh, really that is there and then doing something about it. You know, asking yourself, which goals should I aim for in these other areas and make room for? And again, we're talking about trade-offs. You know, it means right. potentially talking to the boss. I want to work a little less. And I, I'm, I'm pleased to see that the younger generation now realizes that it's not all about money, that, that uh, time is actually money and that they sacrifice uh, uh, money to get more time uh, for other areas in their Well, lives. they need, I, I think I, I go back to Ashley Willen's interview about time smart, you know, yeah. People worldwide will chase money over time, and that's unfortunate, um, but that we live in a world that's so consumer-centric. Uh, you know, I'm not saying for people to be minimalist, minimalist, but at the same time, there's a balance in between somewhere right now. Mm-hmm. And I think philosophically, intrinsic drivers are what help people. You know, you and I both know um, uh, Stephen Kotler. And we've discussed this many times about the art of impossible, you know, focus is for free, curiosity, you know, passions, purpose, grit, determination, goal setting, all of that's kind of in that line. But once you get that passion and there's something you're on fire about, you need something to be accountable to. And this is what I like about Goalscape. And this is my plug. Goalscape is an opportunity for you to either print or just look at on your computer visually, but I call it the accountability tool because accountability leads to autonomy. And I think the issue is this, is that when we become accountable to ourselves for doing, saying what we're going to do and then doing what we say, right, we feel better about ourselves. And the people around us can depend on us, whether it's our family, our community, our friends, our coworkers, it doesn't matter. And Goalscape creates accountability, but more importantly, because people don't like that word accountability. It's like, oh my God, we're going to sit down. My boss is going to talk to me about accountability. Oh my God, no. 
I don't want to have this discussion. But if they realized that accountability led to more autonomy and it, it allowed them freedom, because the more you focus on the goals, the more you achieve them, the more freedom you achieve, you obtain. That's freedom of mind from a psychological standpoint. That's freedom, however you want to look at freedom. So if there were three main points you would like to leave these listeners with about Goalscape software and how the tool can help them get in the flow, how it can make them accountable and autonomous, how it can have actually help them achieve these goals, easier as to what would you advise as somebody who's worked with the tool, is a master at the tool, understands what the tool can do for you, it's helped you achieve lots of goals in your life. What are the three things you'd want to tell them right now? Well, the most important uh, one is definitely to have something super motivating in the center and and realizing that that's usually a a layered cake of a couple of uh, elements. Uh, It's not just the physical goal of flying to the moon and back or wanting to go uh, achieving a degree or wanting uh, to to go to the Olympics or whatever, building a house, you know, it's it's why do you want to do that? It's the why behind and, and that's triggered by curiosity and then uh, passion kicks in and then grit is there because you're really badly want. That's the most important thing. The tool doesn't have that much to do with it, but, you know, starting to think about goals and that they take time and that you can't have them all and then you have to make hard decisions. That's the most important bit and Goalscape is a great feedback tool for that. And then the second one is the realization that that these trade-offs, we have to be kind to ourselves. We, we, we can't expect us to be perfect in all areas. You know, we have to say, okay, that was maybe a little overambitious here, uh, that, that maybe I wanted too much. Maybe I have to let go of this, but this seems more important to me. So we're really the benchmark uh, against ourselves and we shouldn't be too hard ourselves on ourselves uh, to to retain the motivation and and the the momentum. If we always beat ourselves up that it's not good enough, we're not going to get anywhere. So again, striking the balance, making hard decisions, and lastly, you know, in using Goalscape, you find a simple way of dealing with all of that. We mentioned points that are important. I mean, the fact that you you state the goal in the first place, and then the sub goals that derive from that and that then you assign responsibilities and you assign timelines um, and you collect the information required uh, to achieve the goal. That's all doable in Goalscape in a very simple way because you're essentially driving this through one view. There's no deep sub menus and complicated ways of dealing with this information. It's just one map. It's a landscape of your goals. And I promise uh, it will not get in the way uh, and it does help to stay on top. Well, uh, Marcus, I think Goalscape, and for all my listeners, will have links to Goalscape in the blog entry, but it's www.goalscape.com. Very simple. Go there. I encourage everybody to download the free trial. Um, Tell them how that works. I mean, they can download the f- trial and they can use up to five goals. Is it or what's the limit? I know it's limited, but oh, I you know. think it's I think it's thirty goals uh, on the on the free version. And thirty, then, uh, and then it's uh, at the moment six dollars uh, a month for a subscription, and that is basically uh, allows unlimited usage and also allows the user to invite other collaborators 
that do not have to uh, pay for the tool. Uh, and then the after that, it's collaborating with right now. I mean, currently your pricing is about $72 a year US. It's, it's so inexpensive. It's 66. It's 66. 66. Yeah. So yeah. The, the price point, is a no brainer. Yeah. So for right now, look, it's the price of a meal out bet- with you and your wife or you and a friend. Uh, so it definitely look, if you want to get your life in action, I'm going to read this little quote. I'm going to actually hold this up. I don't know if my listeners, the people can actually see the camp. Action is the real measure of intelligence, Napoleon Hill. Um, what Goalscape does is not only encourage you to take action, it encourages you to take the right action. And I think most importantly is it's right actions every day that lead us to living our purpose and attaining our highest human potential. Now, we can take all kinds of actions. We can get distracted. We can talk about the Pomodoro method and two hours being set out on our whatever it is that we're doing on our uh, Google calendars. And all of that's important when it comes to changing habit that allows you to reach your goal. And the most important thing I want to say is if you use Goalscape right, again, this is my commercial, Goalscape helps you change habits because it's reminding you of what you need to do, not the things that you're doing that aren't helping you get to your goal, the one that you'd really like to achieve. So while this is a little bit of a complex subject, it's actually quite simple. The simplicity is take the right action, be the change that you'd like to see, drive toward your purpose, use Goalscape as your reminder to be the accountability, and then have the freedom that you'd like to have in your life as a result of that to do all the other things that you'd like to do. So including the things that you put into Goalscape. Marcus, it's a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth. Uh, pleasure having you uh, spend some time with my listeners speaking what I believe to be probably one of the most important topics other than death and dying. Um, you know, when I really look at it, uh, you said, I don't know if it's 33,000 days that we have on this planet on an average. I think that's it, 32 to 40,000 days. You know, they're finite. Absolutely. And you, when you start, you know, you're not invincible. You just are not an invincible person. So take this as an important step uh, in your career path, your personal path uh, to live a fulfilling life. Marcus, thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth. Thanks a lot, Greg.